0: And if your investors decide that they're going to allow animals or pets Mm -hmm. and that pet bites somebody when they're on a dog walk, I mean, that's a big deal. Right. So again, you just want to make sure that as an investor, you're doing everything you can to make sure that you're protected. And one of those important things is to make sure that your tenants have renter's insurance. You're listening to
1: the Expertish Podcast. Be sure to head over to iTunes or Spotify and tell Jay what you thought about this episode. Expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have, those who are, and have some fun along the way. Are you ready to start? Okay, welcome to this episode of Expertish Podcast. Today we have Rich Sabatowski with us today, talking about some insurance. Rich, how are you doing, man?
0: Doing great. Happy New Year! Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) thanks.
1: You know, I just got back late last night, so a little bit of traveling. But uh, how was your How was your holiday? It
0: was nice. It was relaxing. Right, really good here in San Diego. We did, yeah, yeah. it. It was good. It was really good. So. How about yourself?
1: It, it was good. went back to Virginia and visited family and stuff. It was super warm for most of my time back until the last day it snowed uh, before I left. So got to, it was cool though. I got to see it and then get the heck out back yeah. to here, right? Yeah. Well, it snows pretty when it's fallen. It's just yeah, like exactly. a couple of days afterwards when it's all slushy exactly. and
0: gross. But so
1: I got to miss most of
0: that. So, good deal. So good not deal. a bad
1: deal. But Rich, man, thank you for coming on talking to us today. My uh, pleasure. Insurance is definitely something that we get questions on, on from a, you know just gotten multiple Areas, multiple directions. So I know we're going to try to at least hit a couple of them today. Sure. But first of all, let's talk a little bit about your business. You know, it's Beach Break Insurance right here in San Diego, correct?
0: Yes, correct.
1: So, and yeah, if you can talk a little bit, give us a little bit of your background history and how you got to uh,
0: running that as a business. Sure. So uh, you know, started started my life really more in restaurants and hospitality and and uh, you know, really fell in love with taking care of people and and providing great dining experiences, training people, things like that. So, worked my way up, started started my career, I guess, in more in the hospitality end of things and uh restaurant management, worked my way up pretty far and then just got to a point where I needed to do something different, you know, the hours and the schedule and things like that. Um, but I but I always loved really taking care of people. And you know, oddly enough, I was playing some softball with some guys that, uh, that were in insurance and they're like, you'd be great at this. Um, so I was like, okay, well, whatever, we'll see. And then, uh, started to do some more research and, and just really, uh, kind of fell in love with, with the idea of being able to help people protect what they work so hard to earn. Right. Um, and, and I love it, you know, I, uh, insurance itself at times could be kind of boring, you know, it's insurance, right. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, you know, it feels really good when you're able to help somebody when things don't go as expected.
1: Right. Nobody likes thinking about insurance when you're paying premiums, but they love it when you need to use it. Correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's an old saying, you know, insurance is the one thing that you pay for that you hope you never have to use. Right. And, you know, a lot of times it's viewed more as a commodity or like you say, as a bill. Um, I don't necessarily view it that way. I, I think you're, you're, you're paying for protection mm-hmm. and, and making sure that if something peace of mind, correct. So, so I love it. You know, I love being there, you know, we're a small local agency, uh, here in San Diego. We're licensed in Colorado, Arizona, California, and Washington, mainly to help people who have maybe left the area right. or, um, you know, friends that we have in, in different States or what have you. Uh, but, We love being independent because being independent allows us to do what we feel is right for our clients. You know, there there are agencies that are insurance companies that are captive, meaning if you're an agent for them, you can only sell their product. Uh, And I didn't want to report to an insurance boss. I didn't want to work for a stock price or, you know, some big company. I wanted to work for... My clients, and right. I wanted to do the right thing. You know, if, if Jay needs an umbrella, then we're going to talk about an umbrella because you need it, not because right. I need to fill a quota from some weird it, regional right. manager. You know, like, yeah. that's not the life that I wanted. So, with that service background, I just wanted to keep that client focus as a part of my life because it's my culture. (laughs) Well, it's
1: uh, it's also, honestly, I I think that that's the best business model there is, right? Especially, you know, because one, you're happy because you're working with the people that you want to work with and you're being able to provide that value as opposed to it being a job where you've got to sell something.
0: Right. So
1: I think, you know, and people will come back because they're not being sold.
0: Right. Well, and that, that's the hope. And, you know, we, we try to do the right thing by people. And, you know, you mentioned th- being sold, you know, all of that stuff will work itself out in my opinion. Mm, let's just does. do what's right for people and, right. and we'll figure it out. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I'm cool with that. But it's just like, let's just, let's just always try to do the right thing. Right. And, uh, you know, but the relationship part is, is really what keeps us kind of going. Yeah. Uh, you know, the success stories of the small business owner that starts, you know, I have a client who, um. He he moved to the area. His, his business was called No Job Too Small when he moved to Denver. And uh, he's like, I'll do anything. I'll change light bulbs for old ladies. I'll do whatever I need to do. And in Colorado, they just built a big IKEA there. And, you know, we wrote him a little general liability policy when he was just starting out. And then he's walking through IKEA. Long story short, he became the kitchen installer for Utah and Colorado for IKEA. So he had like 12 teams. I mean, so... That's fun to be able yeah. to grow with somebody like that, and to be able to see his success and support him in that way. So far, we've learned that uh, if you play softball, you can build a business from it. If you walk
1: through IKEA, it, it's just going to benefit. It, it you just down. comes to yeah, just happens. just yeah.
0: happens. Yeah. So awesome. Well, that's good to know. Shit, man, I got to join a softball team now. It's great. So yeah. That's us in a nutshell, you know. We try to take care of people, and and the title of your podcast being expertish, I think that perfectly. Yeah, we're expertish, right? <laughs> so I think that that describes us. And you know, it's okay if we don't know something, but we're going to find it out. Right. And I think that's super important. Right. A lot of times, people get bad bad information, and that's more dangerous than not knowing. It know? is, and uh, and we see that a lot in our industry. You know, when mm-hmm. we we get declaration pages from other agencies or or. People just don't know, and you kind of scratch your head for a minute. Yeah, and it's uh, it it can be dangerous if you're in in the wrong situation. So, right, I think that that's uh, oh
1: man, it's just so dangerous everywhere because I think there's a lot of uh, the. I feel like a problem has gone from finding information to now finding the right information because there's so much info out there. You know, online there's so much stuff, but it's so much of it's garbage and some of it's great, but you really have to filter that, you know, and find the people that are gonna, like like you said, expertish, I can make fun of myself a lot. It's a lot to make fun of, so it's easy, (laughs) it's easy. But you know, that is the whole idea is like, cool, we're like really good. At the stuff that we do, but if it's something that we're we're not the absolute expert, because also there's so many different components that go into most businesses, right? Like mm-hmm. a real estate transaction, for instance, or an investment. It's not just me. It's not just me and my partner. It's not just me and a, a client. There's so many other pieces to it, right? So you have to know the experts. You have to know where to get the information. And and I have no part. I have no problem saying when I don't know <laughs> something, and it's a lot. But that's how the business grows, and that's how you grow great connections too. So it's not sure. a bad thing. It's just. It's great. And people get in trouble, same as you, like we'll get people coming to us from, we'll say even big companies and stuff, telling them like, I can't buy something now because uh, they're not doing VA loans right now on condos. And I won't say we say the large financial institution <laughs> that uh, caters to military a lot. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, they may not be doing it right. And this was during COVID, obviously. Right. Maybe they're not, but it didn't stop. The VA is not stopping anything. There's, right. you know, we- sorry, we sold one yesterday, you know, yeah. but it's just such bad information that gets put out as fact versus like, Hey, you know what? I can't handle this right now. I can't do this. Or my company doesn't do X, Y, or Z. Like you, when we were talking, uh, before we went on air that, you know, Hey, if it's something that you guys know certain things you'll, you'll, you'll push out, right? Like you'll recommend out or you'll connect people to the right people. If it's not what is right for you or for them should say.
0: Right. And it goes back to what we were talking about. It's like, just make sure it's right for the client and we'll figure everything else out. So one of the things, that, as you mentioned, was was health insurance is a good example. It's, you know, when Affordable Care Act first came out, I was certified and licensed and, and doing all that and just, you know, trying to keep up with everything. And And it was more about making sure we could put food on the table. And, you know, if Jay needed health insurance, well, I was going to be able to get it for him. If Jay right. needed pet health insurance, I was going to travel. I got it all. Um, but quickly kind of realized as the Affordable Care Act rolled out that there was so much change in it and there was so many moving parts that I couldn't be an expert in that anymore. So for the best interest of our clients, we did partner with somebody else that that we work with directly Mm -hmm. who I vetted and made sure is going to take great care of our clients. And and so, so it's just better to make sure that they're taken care of by outsourcing that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it keeps your name intact too, because you're not, falling, you know, you're not failing to produce at that point and, right. and you are vetting people, you're not just sending them out to anybody for a dollar or something, you know? Right. So that makes a big difference as well, which is, I mean, that's important to us because if we send someone to like, they're moving, we send them to another agent or we connect them to tax professional insurance person, you know, and professional, and they don't perform, it's kind of like, it doesn't matter. Most people don't separate that, you know? So it's going to look bad on you. It's going to look bad on me um, for sending those people out. So that's kind of a, you know, important step too. actually, actually shooting how we're talking about. That's how we first met kind of, mm-hmm. we were connected yep. and, uh, you were referring a, um, an investment, an investor Correct. to purchase uh, here in San Diego. And I, man, I really wanted to, I really wanted to, and I, and I appreciate you understanding, but like at that, at the time that this was happening, I just didn't have the bandwidth. We had too many clients and, and as you know, like inventory is super, low right now, even on the, you know, multi-unit investments and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, definitely had to decide like, oh man, that's just not going to be beneficial to anyone because now I've got too many of my own clients competing for the same projects. And then also just not the bandwidth to give the customer service that everyone should get, you know? So I really appreciate you understanding that when I had to turn that down, which don't, believe me, I don't want,
0: it's not like I want to turn down business, but no, I, you know, I, I, super I appreciate, really appreciate it. that. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I respect that. It, it It's, it means a lot more that you were willing to forego that business for the betterment of our client, mm-hmm. you know, to yeah. make sure that uh, they got the service they needed. So I appreciate you you doing that and we'll get the next one. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and,
1: and all it did was like, just gave us more time to talk and create a business relationship anyway. You know? So Exactly. Yeah, it's all good. But exactly. Absolutely. You got to do what's right for the people, but Kind of on that investment side, um, because this is something that I do get a lot of questions about. And it's one of mm-hmm. the reasons I had asked you before I'm like, hey man, can you come on and talk about this? Kind okay. of gets excited. Sometimes you uh stumble upon people that at a time where you're like, oh crap, man, I need some info on this. People are asking me about this, let's let's do it. But with these investors, you know, most of ours are, you know, um, most of the time we're doing two to four units, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's still residential, yeah, is our bread and butter. So when we're doing those, what are some things to look for, look at and, you know, talk a little bit of the differences if you could on some of the insurance and stuff, because really what we're looking at is people are buying. It's the first time investing sure. outside of maybe their personal home. Yep. Right. And so that's their question. Like, what do I need to pr- protect myself? What's mm-hmm. different if I live in one of the units versus if I don't, these are the type of, you know, the type of questions they have understandably. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, no, I mean, and that is such a great market and, you know, we've obviously seen such a upswing in in real estate values over the last year and a half um or so uh and uh, that market in particular is such a great market for folks to be getting into you know and it's our job to make sure that they're protected correctly right. uh the beauty about the the duplex triplex uh fourplex is that they can still be written on a personal lines policy versus a commercial lines policy and most insurance companies have a limit to how many units Overall, one person can can own and and still keep them on that personal lines policy, whether that's sixteen or twenty four or what have you. Uh, it just depends. So somebody can own up to you know four fourplexes and still have them all on a personal lines policy. And then you know to help with some of the expense or and liability protection, we'd look at an umbrella or something like that to make sure that they were protected. Typically, the difference between a commercial lines and a and a personal lines policy, well, there there are several, but One of them is the limit of liability, the liability protection. So what that goes back to is, let's just stick on the fourplex part for just a second. I'll try to keep this as exciting as as insurance can be. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you think about what happens if, and a lot of people are frustrated with their insurance when they think they have coverage for something that they don't. And, you know, they've been paying this bill. You know, we have clients that have been paying their insurance for 30 years and have never had a claim. So then, you know, if something happens and it's not covered, you know, they're not happy about that. So right. we want to make sure that people understand what is covered and what isn't. So getting back to to the the policies on the fourplex... You know, the first part of that is making sure that the building itself is protected. That's obviously the most important. It's most important to the investor. It's most important to their lender to make sure that if the place burns down, that they're not holding the note on a, a big pile of ash. Right. So uh, so that's that's the primary part, making sure that, that that is covered. What goes into that is, you know, replacement cost and, and versus the market price. So uh, to dive a little bit into that, Somebody's going to pay here in San Diego. Who know? You know, we might a million bucks for a fourplex. Let's just throw that number out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't need to take out a policy necessarily for a million dollars of property protection because the land has value. Right. Basically, what they're insuring is the building itself. So, what we do is we'll talk with the investor or the homeowner or what have you. We'll pull county records. We'll go on the internet and find some of the information. What type of flooring is used, what kind of kitchen cabinets or countertops, ceiling height, things like that. And we do what's called a replacement cost estimate. And that will give us a determination of how much we should insure the building for. Um, Now, as you know, now there's building cost fluctuations, things are going all crazy. So there's a thing involved in that that's called an extended replacement cost that will give you up to 125%, 150%. Some carriers even offer 200% of that dwelling replacement cost as a little bit of cushion or buffer right um, now if there's for mica countertops in there you can't use that money to get imported italian marble right. it's not what it's for <laughs> it's basically just to get that home right back to your that that building right back to the way that was before whatever event happened so that's the first part the next part is is the personal property or anything that's in there and typically an investor we typically say between five and ten thousand dollars per unit this accounts for window coverings any you know appliances that are in there right what's covered under personal property the way i explained it is is if you take the building and you flip it over whatever falls out should be covered under that personal property so the next coverage that we want to talk about is is loss of rent or loss of use so you know somebody has a four thousand dollar mortgage on on a building and the building burns down well the mortgage payments are still coming in. Right. So you want to make sure that you're protected from the revenue that you would have been getting should the building have never burned down. So mm-hmm. that way you're still able to make your your mortgage payments, you're still able to keep the business going and and keep your obligations. So that loss of loss of rent is super important. Uh, it could even be used if there's a, you know, a kitchen fire or something happens. As long as it's a covered loss. Then that loss of rent will kick in. Lastly, is the the liability portion, and there are two parts to that. There's medical payments and liability. The way those work kind of together is that uh, if somebody's on the on the walkway and they break their ankle, we want to make sure they're taken care of right away. So the medical payments, you know, typically is between a thousand dollars up to five thousand, depends on on you know, how far you want to go with that, but that's basically for their immediate medical care, regardless of who's at fault. Right. Doesn't matter. Just get it done. Get Get that ankle, get a cast on that ankle right away. Um, After that, then it would go into your liability protection and liability, you know, goes to, it could be, hundred thousand three hundred thousand five hundred thousand uh three hundred thousand is pretty standard five hundred thousand is better obviously depending on the number of assets and units and things like that we again we talk about an umbrella to get that up to a million but what would happen in that case is you know maybe the person who breaks his ankle says you know jay i'm gonna sue you there was a crack in that i'm you know i'm out of work for a week i'm coming after you i'm gonna get you know a big attorney Well, the insurance company would defend the investor in court if necessary, or they would settle or just decide, yeah, we screwed up. Let's just pay it. Um, Whatever, you know, pathway of least resistance. But, you know, it's not you writing that check for somebody being out of work for a year. Um, Which is important. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've had it. We've had claims before where, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody slipped on a tile and, you know, claim memory loss and you know, all that stuff. And you know, that, that gets expensive and to save a hundred bucks a year (laughs) and not get an umbrella or $200 a year to not get a million dollar umbrella or to pay for a little bit of extra coverage just doesn't make any sense when you're protecting a million dollar property. Right. So I'm an insurance guy. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in insurance. I don't, I want to make sure that people are protected. So that's kind of the way the liability and the medical payments kind of tie together, right?
1: I'm sorry, can I yep. go back real quick? Because is that so? Are we talking now, basically two policies that you, you talk about? The one that's covering all the main stuff, but then what the umbrella policy just. For that extra protection, correct? So. Correct.
0: So, so there's some liability protection in the main policy, right? So, what what we call it a DP three or a landlord policy, um, dwelling fire. It's referred to sometimes, uh, and that's basically for landlords. And okay. so, it's going to have some liability protection, usually up to five hundred thousand is where that will cap out at. Okay. If people want additional protection, then that's where the umbrella, umbrella comes in. What's nice about the umbrella is that, you know, it would cover all of all of the properties so mm-hmm. you wouldn't need an umbrella if you had three of these buildings one umbrella would suffice as long as the underlying coverages are are included in the umbrella okay so and the way an umbrella works is that when i say underlying coverage this is actually kind of interesting the the original policy that we talked about that base policy they'll pay the first hundred thousand, Right. and then the umbrella would pick up from 300 God. to a million gotcha. that's kind of the way that works.
1: So if you're saying you don't need the, you know, extra umbrella type deal. So is that just, if it's say like a four unit, or is that even if you had like a four unit, a two unit, a three unit, would one umbrella policy be able to kind of provide that? Oh, cool, very cool. Correct, yep. Okay.
0: And it's nice on the four threes and twos to to have that put, and even a a single unit investment Mm -hmm. property to have that dwelling fire uh, capability. You know, anytime you get over that, or if you get more than those 16 units, then you really would want to put it on a commercial policy then those generally come with 1 million per occurrence liability coverage anyway and then they would all be listed out you know each of the properties would be listed under one property there are some varying schools of thought on that you know because if you have a loss at one one of the properties and there's five properties on that commercial paper then you know then it accounts as a claim against all of them that's just something that we'll have to work together with our clients on um that's, to make only, sure on that side, that's only on the commercial side That's only okay. on the commercial side yeah that's only Got on the commercial you. side you. you know and there are other protections that that I'm not an expert on by any means but other things that people should consider is llcs and things like that to make sure that you know a lot of a lot of our clients will have an llc for each unit that right. they have but those are attorney questions. And and one thing I know, I'm not an attorney. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I know, I don't want to be an attorney. (laughs) But another important thing to make sure that landlords protect themselves or investors protect themselves is making sure that those tenants have renter's insurance Mm -hmm. and that the investor is listed as an additional insured on that policy is super important. I was young once, long time ago, and I had parties. So suppose an investor rents to somebody and, you know, maybe they're out of state, maybe, you know, they're nowhere around mm-hmm. and tenant decides to have a few people over and have mm-hmm. some beers and everything. And, and, you know, they leave that property and they're drunk or or what have you, or something happens in the unit. They look for where the money is, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. in a, any kind of lawsuit, they're going to find the money. So if it's a, if it's a young kid who's renting the place, you know, an attorney knows that the, investor is where the money is. It's not going to be in the young kid that that is renting the space. So you don't want those things falling back on you necessarily. So it's best to have Mm -hmm. them have their own renter's insurance and it's cheap. It's so cheap. I mean, uh, somebody can get a renter's insurance policy for 12, 15 bucks a month. Right. And you know, people don't realize that if somebody breaks into your car and takes your, takes your stuff out of your car, it's not covered under your car insurance. It's covered under your renter's insurance or your homeowner's insurance. So the protection that the, that the tenants get from that. Yeah. It's, it's really a, it's really a bargain. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. And you know, if, if your investors decide that they're going to allow animals or pets Mm -hmm. and you know, that pet bites somebody when they're on a dog walk, I mean, that's a big deal. Right. So again, you just want to make sure that as an investor, you're doing everything you can to make sure that you're protected. And one of those important things is to make sure that your tenants have renter's insurance. Okay. So I just want to flash back to when you're
1: talking about the areas that you were, are the different locations that you're licensed. Um, uh-huh. Now with that umbrella policy that it can cover that, you know, your multiple properties now, if they're in different States, is it still the case? It is. Oh, okay, it is. Yeah. cool.
0: Yeah. And an umbrella, a specifically liability, like a lot of times that's some of the misinformation right, right, that gets out right. there. It's right. like, Makes sense. I crashed my car and, you know, I have a million dollar umbrella. It was a cover. Well, that's a whole different deal, but yes, the umbrella will, will protect you. We have uh, a lot of times umbrellas are tied to your auto insurance primarily because that's the majority of where our, our liability lies is when we're driving. Yeah. But we do have standalone umbrellas that aren't required to have your auto as well. I right. mean, you, you want that protection, but that's, that's the beauty of the umbrella, right? Is yeah. you're, you're a little bit. Is it like okay? So no matter what I do, I have this million million dollars of protection. Right. So if I if I hit somebody in the crosswalk accidentally, yeah, I have that coverage. Or on purpose, if, if some or on purpose, not <laughs> <laughs> it would. Um, actually, that wouldn't be covered. <laughs> right. Full disclosure: uh, intentional Fair acts enough. not Fair covered. <laughs> But it might be worth it. You know, so yeah, sometimes uh, <laughs> um, I love when people like walk up to the, like they sprint to the crosswalk oh, and man. then they turtle walk across the street. Yeah. And start reading them a text message oh. and just strolling. You know, I, some, some folks have those locomotive horns on their big trucks. And yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, there have been times when I wish I had one of those. And then sometimes too, there are people where you like, you know,
1: you're letting them go. Like, you're like, no, go ahead. And you know, they're crossing maybe not even a crosswalk. They're not really moving faster, but they'll at least make that kind of fake effort. Like, yeah, hey, I'm moving quick. I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's good enough that. for me. Like <laughs> that, you're acknowledging. Hey, thanks for letting me go. But like, I just can't move that fast right now. You know, cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. Just right. the, the effort. But but when the it is like jog. you said, yeah, like, hey, I'm moving my arms a little faster, right. but I'm still going to move across. <laughs> I don't care. That's great. I don't mind. There's got to be like, a stand-up
0: the, routine about that out got, there somewhere. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. <laughs> but involved. as soon as
1: they look down on the phone and start sending a text even more slowly, and you're like veering off, and it's like. Come on, man! Just get run out of the street. Exactly, exactly. I think might actually, police might let you go if you hit one of those. They'd probably be. They might be okay with it, but (laughs) probably the wrong topic for now, but, but no, that's, that's great. I didn't realize too, on the commercial side that I didn't realize that, you know, a claim makes sense now that you break it down, but that a claim would cover or a claim would impact everything under that policy.
0: Right. Right. Um, So that's why a lot of people do end up setting up LLCs that, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll have an insurance policy for one LLC and a different one and all that. That's a little bit more for the more season, but Mm -hmm. you can accomplish what you need to accomplish on your. Your first, like you were saying, a yeah. lot of first-time investors, you can, right. you can accomplish a lot of that with, with your standard personal lines policy with an umbrella if you, need, right. if you feel like we need it. Um, so the main thing is making sure you feel comfortable. And as we talked about a moment ago, uh, it's when things, when you don't understand what you're covered for and then something happens, that's when problems arise. You're stranded on the side of the road and you don't have roadside assistance. Mm-hmm. That's a bad time to find that out. But if you do... You're not going to expect it. You're going to be like, oh, I better call, you know, an Uber or what have you. A crack in your windshield. Yeah. Thinking you have windshield coverage and you don't. That makes people pretty mad. (laughs) Especially when they have (laughs) like
1: any of this stuff in the windshield, you know, like the defrosting things in the windshield, all the, like a lot of these things now there, it's like, okay, cool. There's $1,500. Exactly.
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So we want to make sure that we educate our clients that, and we want to make sure that your listeners, whether it's through us or through somebody else, just make sure that you understand what you're buying. That's the most important thing and go through it line by line and and understand it. And we're always around for questions too. So even if it's not one of our policies or whatever, we're happy to help and do whatever we can.
1: I've been the worst at this for most of my life. And when I finally did start paying attention and going through some of the line stuff, because, you know, it's one of those things, I got to have insurance. Cool. Let me get it. Move on. And you're thinking you're saving by a lot of the things that I would lower, like, or, or keep my deductible, you know, lower or higher, whatever. I get that, that can shift some things, but, but also just little add ons where it's like, or the amount you're insured for, I'm like, let me cut it down, let me cut it down think I'm saving. Then I, when I started really paying attention, I realized like, man, for like an extra nothing, I could be getting a lot more coverage because I just felt like by not taking every little thing, like that, that I'm picking things that's going to like actually save me money. like, well, I want to pay this in the long run. And then I realized it was like, some of the things that I was like eliminating right. cost me nothing essentially, right.
0: you know, like right. a some of coffee. things of Some things don't make sense. I mean, yeah. like for some folks, the rental car expense doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. So right. if you're going to pay $14 every six months or whatever, and you yeah. have three cars and you're, you know, what do you need to rent off? One, right. one's wrecked. You just drive another one or you Uber or whatever. And, right. you know, a lot of times it just makes more sense to save that money. And then yeah. if you do ever need a rental car while your car's getting fixed, just pay for it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm a strong believer in having an agent when folks call to a call center or they do something. There's no accountability when something does happen. You know, if Sean, call center number 34342, uh, yeah. you know, sells you your policy and then something happens, you're never going to be able to talk to him again. Yeah, so he will really talk is, to this Sean guy. Yeah. He doesn't have a vested interest in, yeah. in your well being when a claim does happen. So, I'm a big fan of of us.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and I feel like that about a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of professions yeah. to be honest. I mean, even in banking, like, uh, you uh-huh. know, I definitely have like, I mean, I have some of the traditional normal stuff that everyone has, you know, especially in the military, but on the business side, I like being able to just call my person with a question or if I need a check sent or something like that, and it's something great to be able to just call someone and they know your voice or, right. or they're like, Oh yeah, how's it going? And, can just dive right in without having to go through. Cause I mean, you know, when you call a call center too half the time, you're not really even talking about your stuff. They're vetting. Like, let me get through clear right. this, clear this. So it says here, this like, that's not even what I'm calling about. Right. Come on. Yeah. So it makes, to me, it makes a big difference. And it's so much easier having people that you talk to regularly about whatever it is that you're working on that.
0: You yeah. Know, that, and sometimes situations come up that you don't really want to discuss with the insurance company right away. You yeah. want to like kind of figure out a game plan. I mean, right. I've had situations where people have, they've been in an accident and they kind of need to figure out like how to present that accident, not, not commit fraud or anything like that. But But don't
1: want to put themselves in a bad light unnecessarily.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And you know, and sometimes things aren't really worthy of a claim and you want to talk to somebody and say, should I file this claim or shouldn't I, it's, you know, a shopping cart hit my car. Right. 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 I have a $500 deductible. The repair is going to be 650 bucks. Should I file a claim? Right. If you call the insurance company, a claim started. Yeah. So it's better to kind of like have a resource to be able to talk about some of the stuff with before right. you, you, you actually call into the insurance company, so yeah. to speak. A little strategy call yeah. before, exactly <laughs> before diving in. exactly. No, I think that, but so. that
1: is, it's great. A great resource to have, right? Yeah. I mean, it's basically like a financial advisor on the insurance side at that point, you know, like, cool, yeah. don't yeah. make me, don't make me spend more money over time just because of something, you know, something small, but. Uh shoot man I should have been doing that. I know I've wasted a <laughs> lot of money on uh, not knowing what something's going to cost before I get into it. But yeah, yeah, live and learn supposedly, right?
0: Yeah, but you know, that's that's like like expertish, you know, we're always mm. learning, we're always right. growing and and developing and if I need to find an investment property, I'm not going to go out and drive around and trying to figure it out on my own. You right. know, I'm going to call you and I'm going to like, let's, right. let's try to develop a strategy and, and figure out what's best for
1: you. You just want to call me. Cause you know, if I drive you around, I have an insured car, right? right. You exactly. Know it's properly insured. insured now. Now. <laughs> yeah. We're all good. We're all good.
0: Absolutely. So, You know, and and one of the things that that does come up and and everybody needs to understand, like with home ownership or investment purchases, one of the things that we hear all the time are like, well, is this covered or is that covered? And one of the things that that frustrates a lot of insured or clients is that wear and tear, normal maintenance items, those things aren't going to be covered. Like it has to be an event, right? You know, if you're driving around your car and your tires wear out, that's not going to be covered. But if you smash into a curb and your tire blows, yeah. that tire is going to be covered. So it's kind of the same thing.
1: So, so you know what most of the listeners just heard was if their tire starts wearing out, they
0: need to slam smash into a, a curb <laughs> on all four tires. <laughs> then you got to pay for that claim for the next three years. Right. So it's, it's probably better just to replace your tires. But a lot of frustrations come from from clients when they don't understand that part. that right. The maintenance items, you know, my furnace gave out. Well yeah, it's 20 years old that that's part of home right? Or, you know, my roof needs replaced. There are some parts of the country that just wait for the next hailstorm and then they, they get their new roof that way. But the investor or the, the homeowner has a responsibility to keep up their house. So right. it's not the insurance company.
1: Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. We get that a lot with, uh, especially first time home buyers, which I totally understand when they're right. getting a property and like they get a home inspection and it's like, Hey, this water heater is close to the end of its normal expected lifespan. But you know, that's not, uh, it's working totally fine. Like, right. Hey, let's ask to get that replaced in this HVAC because also because they're kind of older and they'll probably break sometime. Like dude, the owner, you know, a seller's not replacing stuff for upgrades. Right. You know what I mean? But, but I get it. Like, it's just your perspective, right? If you haven't mm-hmm. dealt with it and stuff, you look at things like, Oh man, I want to get ahead of this. And we forget our own responsibilities sometime. And I've been guilty as well, being absentee from something for long enough. And I come back and go, crap, man, it seems like I just, I just replaced this whole HVAC system. What, what, what's going on? Then right. I, shit, that was like, <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't do any maintenance on it for 10
0: years and now, okay, that's on me. Right. I'm it, guilty of it for sure. Yeah. You know, we talk about like the, the furnace going out or maybe the water heater going out. I'm sure that water heater isn't covered, but you know, we've had people that have been overseas and their water heater blew up. And mm-hmm. so there was water coming out of the house. Yeah. They were overseas, their neighbor called them and said, "You got a problem." so the damage that came from that was covered right um the water heater itself obviously was was aged and you know sure. needed to be replaced but all of the the mold remediation mm-hmm. the flooring all that stuff you know that's that's important stuff so right um so there is coverage and protection there when when you need it if something yeah. does happen, but just keep up with the normal wear definitely something and, to be said for routine maintenance right exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, I mean so,
1: well if yeah. And fortunately the neighbor could call in for that. Or then yeah. think about too, like uh, it's the inconvenience. I was just on, I was doing someone else's podcast last night. One of the people that were on uh, was going through like fixing some stuff because of some plumbing issues and a pipe busting at their house and everything. And just the amount of hassle that they deal with. So it, forget the money part. Like right. if, if this person were actually home and then all of a sudden now they've got a flooded home that they can't really live in while this is going there's just so many, yeah. it's just, yeah. Sometimes just the time and the hassle is not worth saving that dollar, right? Exactly. To just take care of your shit,
0: and you know, having this conversation, it's like I'm, um, I'm sitting here thinking I'm going to reach out to all of our clients, make sure they know where their water shut off valve is, and right. making sure that they know where their gas shut off valve is in case something does ever happen, right? So, That's a good, a good newsletter topic. Thanks a lot. Hey, no worries, man. I got all kinds of ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Just,
1: just, I just don't know their ideas until someone else points them out. Right. (laughs) I don't know if that counts or not. No, that is. Yeah, that is good. I know. Um, that's one of the things the home inspector that we use most of the time. Um, it's awesome. And improv- like, there's two reports, essentially, there's the one that's all the findings and there's basically the home information report. Right. And that where he takes photos and points out like, this is your main water shutoff. This is your gas shutoff. This is your stuff, which I think is cool. Like first time I saw him, I'm like, dude, why are you sending? Then I was like, oh wait, no, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, because how many people are paying attention to that when they first, you know, they're excited to get into a home. Yeah. So yeah, that, no, that is a, that's a very cool one. When you write that newsletter, can you send me a copy and I put my name on it and send it out to you? Yeah. That'd be awesome.
0: We'll we'll co-brand it. Uh, Dude, (laughs) co-authored. I heard a horrific story today, which I don't want to bum everybody out about, but um, there was a house fire in Philadelphia and uh, it was was bad, but they had four uh, smoke detectors in the house and none of them were operable. And the new year is always a good time to... To check those things the nine volt battery costs a buck when mm-hmm. you get the lithium one maybe a buck fifty yeah but you know you think about the life that it could save or the lives mm-hmm. that it could save and as an investor you want to make sure that you're providing a safe place for yeah. people to live, not for the financial reasons or the just because it's the right thing to do, you know, right, like taking right. care of your tenants, just yeah. like we're talking about taking care of clients, uh, making sure that the carbon monoxide detectors are functioning and smoke alarms are functioning. You know, that stuff's super important because right. more than insurance or more than money, it it affects people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine how traumatic that is for yeah. that whole that investor, that apartment owner that, that has to go through that today. So.
1: But and, and it does, it is a kind of a small price pay. I know a, a friend of mine, um, she's an agent as well, you know, real estate agent here in San Diego. And she's, list, you know, going through their listener property, but she's also the landlord of it. It's like, uh, you know, she's worked for the owner, but also the tenants, right? She's so kind right. of working for both. She really tries to take care of both. And I was over there um, with her for the inspection. She's the home inspector we use and it's going through and they just had some work done like a year ago. And the contractor, had, they had, you know, some paint and some other stuff and had them put up the uh, smoke detectors and the CO detector, right? Right. And turned out, like, in two of them, they did it right. In the other one, there was supposed to be a combo of smoke and CO2 in the one area, or CO detector in the one area. And they had just, on a couple of them, it was just smoke. They all look the same, right. you know, when you're not paying attention to it. Yeah. And so when she was, she's like, crap, I can't. And she's like, that's, that's crazy, you know. So went and right then purchased and we installed them you know, Mm -hmm. why she was there, but it wasn't like no one had known that she's selling it. Right. Like it was there, they would have been fine, but it was again, take care of the clients. Like that's still like, what you know, just doing that maintenance, do that due diligence, do what you owe to the people and stuff. So it was cool to see like, you know, Right, no, let's fix this now. Let's right. not wait. Let's not call back the people who did it wrong the first time. <laughs> we can call them and talk later, but let's just take care of it. But it is small things that you, and you don't want stuff like that besides the liability. You just don't want that on your conscience. Exactly. You exactly. never know when something happens.
0: Well, and those little, you know, the smoke smoke alarms always seem to chirp. Oh yeah. At one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like they never do it at 10 in the morning or noon or it's always in the middle of the night. Yeah. And the best way to make them stop is to take that battery out. Yeah. Yeah. Knock (laughs) them off the seat. Yeah. (laughs) And if you think about, you know, a renting, a tenant situation Mm -hmm. where, you know, somebody comes up, they want to stop that chirping and go back to sleep. They take the battery out. The landlord isn't going to know. No. You know, they're just going to assume everything's right. So I think it's important for, you know, again, not for insurance purposes, just for humanity's sake yeah. to to just check those things, put them on a little checklist to make sure that all those, maybe put a little fire extinguisher under the sink, kitchen sink. Those are good things to do. Good ideas. Right. Just to to make sure that you're protected. Yeah. No, those are all, all great stuff. And it, man,
1: great, great info today. I actually was not super, um, I, strange enough have an umbrella policy and I didn't really know why or what uh-huh. to me. I mean, I knew like, Hey, I need a little bit more, but I didn't understand that it covered, you know, all the, you know, all the property or whatever, or how never really thought about it. Yeah. To, to be honest, it's like, talk to someone, see what I need and kind of had some trust in it at the time or, or, or just too many things going on for me to dig in. Like, okay, cool. You're saying this where I need, let's get it. it. doesn't look unreasonable. Let's do it and move on. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's good to realize why I have it. And maybe I need to, maybe it's time for me to go back and evaluate my insurance yeah. You know, and see see where everything stands and make sure everything's good. Maybe I might have to hit you up for an insurance checkup or something. Happy to help kind of do that too. Maybe that's another little a newsletter update, yeah. like, hey, get your uh, insurance <laughs> checkup, your yeah. all your maintenance, man. Because that it is, it's true. You know, that routine maintenance or upkeep of everything, not just our cars, not just our homes, uh, you know, whatever we're investing, our finances, our talking with their investor. If you have if someone's managing like your portfolios and stuff, insurance, I think that's a I think I need to add that to my calendar or else it won't happen. So
0: Exactly. It's not something that we want to revisit every day. That's for sure. No, no, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) But it is important to make sure that, you know, you're keeping up and, and as you grow, as these investors grow, that their, uh, their coverage grows with them. Right. right? I mean, you think about where you were maybe 15, 20 years ago, you know, you're in a different position now, Mm -hmm. you know, whether, whether it's personally with kids or marriage or, job or what have you. We change over the course of our life and our insurance should probably mimic that a little bit. The insurance that I had as a 20-year-old driver isn't the insurance I have now and it's not what I needed then. It is possible to be overinsured. That's also a thing, right? So we've talked about some of the pitfalls and casualties of being underinsured today, but you know, there's another side of that too where- People are insuring their building for a million dollars when the replacement cost on it might be five hundred thousand. And, right. You know, there's some of that too, mm-hmm. uh, that that maybe maybe you don't need to do that. Yeah, I did. I did have a client recently who, which again, things you don't think about
1: until someone's asked a question that maybe you haven't thought about for a long because you're in different levels of your you know, investing journey or whatever. And it was like, well, I only need the policy or whatever the rebuild for you know it was something like three hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, but I'm paying. 1.1 million for this. And like, Oh dude, well, they're not rebuilding the land. Right. And, but it's like a great question. I'm <laughs> like, is. Oh crap. You know what? That's something. Yeah. I get that. I see what yep. you're saying, yeah, but they only care about that dwelling, which here the house is the, you know, that's the least of your, <laughs> that's right. the least you where, you know, you're paying for that land, that little spot of land they're not making more of, you're not getting paid for that, but that's why, you know, you're yeah. not paying as much, but it's something that we overlook when we're not thinking like that on a day to day basis, you know? Sure.
0: And there are, there are parts of the country where it's the opposite, right? Where, Mm -hmm. where the market price is lower Mm -hmm. than what it would take to rebuild the home. And that's, those are harder conversations to have with people. They're like, I could just go buy a new one. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, but that's not the way this works. We want to make sure that you're protected. So, right. You know, and we say it all the time. It's like a lot of people will call us and they want to get their premiums down, their premiums down. How can okay. I save some money? And and that's an important component. I'd be a fool to sit here and say that right. people just want to pay, you know, yeah, a yeah, time yeah. for their insurance. So it definitely is a bill and you want to make sure that it stays within your budget. For us, I say it all the time. We have two goals. We want to make sure that your rates are reasonable, mm-hmm. competitive, as low as we can possibly get them. But we also want to make sure that your coverage is appropriate for what right. you're doing. Right. And you know, so, we kind of have two goals at the same time. we want to keep your premiums low, but we want to make sure that your coverage should something happen right right uh, so that's that's kind of how we go about it yeah, no, I mean I appreciate that uh,
1: <laughs> no, for uh, sure, and i think that I think that is that's good definitely something like that the overinsured part and i I probably i think a lot of people, especially when we're going back to the investing part, initially would a lot of people probably opt that direction, you know what I mean, because they're scared. They just think yeah. that that's an extra protection. They don't, and again, you pointed out earlier that it's uh, insurance, and then that other asset protection with, you know, an LLC or or a trust, and you know right. all those things that an attorney will help you set up, or you know, two separate things, you know, right, probably equally as important. You know, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, depending on what's going to, you know, what happens because sure. it can be uh, equally catastrophic right. if it's not set up properly, but it is two separate things for it, sure. And, and um, so, yeah, knowing what, what's covered and what's not and both ways is, is super important. Man, there was some good, good stuff today and we didn't even get to get into yet. I want to get a little bit more into the commercial. I want to talk about some life insurance. Okay. And then also, man, you're just like, we went into so many things. And then a little bit about business insurance, but, yep. but I know we've got uh, someone else coming and it's going to be taking our studio here in, in a bit. We're kind of on location today, getting, getting out of the office for a bit. I'm kind but, of a blabber
0: mouth. You know, oh, no, no, no. That's talking about excite, we, exciting world of insurance. Well, <laughs> well what,
1: what always happens too, is I start talking to someone before we start recording. And then we have like, you know, like earlier we're talking, going back and forth and stuff and like, shit, we should just be recording this because what we're anyway, so <laughs> right. I wasted too much time up front, but yeah, if you're down for it, we'd love to have you come back and we can hit some of those other things. Definitely the business insurance, a lot of whole life and yeah. uh, stuff like that is very much. I know life insurance is way misunderstood, st- oh, including huge. me. It was, I didn't even know coming from the military and just assuming stuff's taken care of for you when it came time to take care of myself. Right. Oh, I was like, Oh shit. Well, what's, what is this?
0: Well, I don't know how much more time we have, but um, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story mm-hmm. to, to kind of, Set everybody up as a teaser for the next one. Our family, actually, we, we just lost somebody to, to COVID and, uh, sorry, yeah, oh, thanks. It, and it went, it went three weeks mm-hmm. from, Hey, I'm great to gone. Oh. And it's kind of a longer story, but mm-hmm. it left a mom, a single mom of five kids at home to, to figure out he was the breadwinner. Yeah. It's like just nightmare scenario. Having that conversation with her and saying, yeah, you have life insurance. It's covered. You're going to be fine. Is the difference between her living in her van, yeah, and, yeah. and trying to figure it out right. versus that comfort of knowing. Yeah. And life insurance is one of the most selfless things that you can do because right. you're you're never I mean, there are some cases, but you're really not benefiting. It's really for the benefit of your loved ones or right. somebody who's counting on you. Right. So happy to talk about that. Happy to yeah. come back. It's an important subject. So yeah, uh, still have me back. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, (laughs) also if you could like, well, first of all, like, you know, anybody has any questions before then? feel free to, you know, send out now, you know, reach out to either Rich also on the website, you know, expertspodcast.com. You can send a message through there and we'll get you in touch with them or ask them the questions or ask them on the next podcast. But if people want to reach out before then, could you uh, throw out some contact info?
0: Sure. Yeah. The name of our agency is Beach Break Insurance Agency. We tried to come up with a local vibe on our insurance company. So it's Beach Break Insurance Agency. Our office is located here in Mission Valley. You can find us on the web at beachbreakinsurance.com. Six one nine five six seven seven two two seven. 619-567-7227. Yeah. Happy to help answer any questions. It doesn't even have to result in business for us. We're just here as a resource. So if you have questions or anything that you need, we're definitely around. Yeah, and Rich will be doing insurance checkups. And then he's going to be going around putting
1: uh, batteries in smoke detectors for everyone <laughs> sure. that works with him.
0: Sure. That's an interesting uh, campaign. You want me knocking on your door and right? have a battery I got some you. batteries for you, so. man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, so. Worst worse, worse things can happen, right? For sure. And somebody coming around giving batteries. For sure. But, man, I do appreciate you coming and talking about this stuff and absolute follow-up. Obviously, on the selfish side too, I have some questions I want to make sure to follow up. I'm sure I'll ask you before then, but yeah. if we can do another one in a week or two and follow up, it'd be
0: great. Happy to come back. Thank awesome. you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. It's, you know, insurance is a dry topic, but, you know, hopefully we made it exciting yeah. and re- relatable. It's, it's needed, right? <laughs> for sure. it's needed For sure. Awesome. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you.
1: If you could use an inexpensive and super convenient healthcare option, I definitely recommend checking out Skill Mills Telehealth. For me, when I did the research, it turned out that their program worked well as a supplement to VA medical. So that's the route I went. If you go to their website for the information, skillmail.com, that's S-K-I-L-L-M-I-L.com. Go to the top, click on the telehealth button. And it'll take you to another page with the information on all their programs. Super easy, super easy to sign up. If you click on the get started button, fill in a little bit of basic info, you could even use your referral code expertish podcast in the drop down. And then from there, they'll take care of you and you're all set. Definitely highly recommend checking that out.